Welcome back to the Between the Lines podcast. After a long hiatus due to countless college applications, uh, we're happy to be back, um, and we're back at a good time. Uh, we've got the college football playoff coming up, uh, and so that is what we're going to cover on this uh, updated episode of the Between the Lines podcast. So first, um, we're going to cover um, the four teams that we've got uh, in the playoff this year. Liam, go ahead with that. So uh, the college football playoffs were just recently set. The one seed is Georgia, and they will be taking on Ohio State. Uh, the two seed is Michigan, and they will be taking on TCU. Uh, this is pretty much what people expected after USC's loss, but uh, – Having Ohio State in definitely is a little bit of a shakeup. So who do you think will be winning the college football playoffs this year? So I look at the Georgia-Ohio State game, and I just like don't really see a scenario where Ohio State um, can kind of overcome this one. Um, they have – Georgia really has just a smothering defense, um, and not to mention like – an insane offense with Brock Bowers and Ladd McConkey. Uh, they're just truly like an explosive offense. And I don't think that this defense that we saw kind of choke against Michigan can do anything to stop uh, Ohio State. Yeah, you, you saw what Michigan did to them with first they started off passing the ball, they aired it out. And then the second half, they just kind of ran it down their throat. Yeah. And Georgia can do the exact same thing. They're built the the same way so i don't think ohio state particularly stands a chance against them i think they'll be competitive but the only way they'll be in this game in the second half is if they try to turn into a track meet and air the ball out yeah i think i, I would also say that georgia has had a problem like starting off strong in the first half throughout the year so i think really for ohio state the key is like you have to come out strong if you don't come out strong, you're just going to get, like, overpowered. Yeah, but Georgia Georgia came out strong against LSU. So, but, like, yeah, yeah, you have a good point there. Like, against Georgia Tech and some of those worst yeah. SEC teams, like uh, Kentucky, they kind of struggled to put them away in the first half. And right. It's just, like, some closer games. But against, like, a really good team like Ohio State, that could come back to bite them. Yeah. So looking at Michigan TCU, I know this is a biased uh, topic of conversation for me and you, but what are you looking for in that one? Uh, I think TCU is going to get crushed. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a – it's not even a biased opinion. There are a lot of people that think that. Because there are people that think TCU shouldn't even be in after they lost to Kansas State. But I yeah. just – don't think they're like physically could keep up with Michigan, mostly on like the offensive defensive lines. So I think Max Duggan is gonna have a really long day. Yeah. Um I'm actually a TCU hater. I said they were gonna lose to Kansas State. I predicted that one. Uh I mean they just don't like they haven't played anybody that's like Michigan. Um they haven't played anybody with the physicality. Uh, they haven't played anybody. They haven't played as good of a defense that Michigan has, uh, and I think that the Michigan pass rush and secondary is going to swallow them up, and then uh, Michigan's offense is just going to be too much for them. Yeah, and if you uh, 
the game yesterday against Kansas State, um, Deuce Vaughn, like he he ran all over them. Yeah. And Michigan's the same way. Uh, yeah. You yesterday he had twenty six carries, one hundred and thirty yards, and then when we played him the first time, he had twelve carries, eighty three yards. Right. They if they can't contain him with like a an average offensive line. How yeah. are they going to be able to contain Michigan's run game? The best offensive line in the country. How are you going to contain that? True. So, looking forward, Georgia, Michigan, they meet in the championship. I mean, who do you got there? That's a tough one. But <laughs> I, as much as I want to say Michigan, like we saw, we, we played them last year. I know it was a very, it was a yeah. different team, a different quarterback. But, like that game, that game wasn't close, and yeah. I I think it'll be competitive this year. But I still think Georgia just has has the edge. So, I mean, I don't disagree, but I'll I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate here and kind of give the Michigan side. I mean, I think what's different about this team is obviously JJ McCarthy. Um, I mean, Cade McNamara, like he wasn't doing it for him last year. Uh, like you have JJ McCarthy, he'll air it out. Um, he's more athletic. Uh, he's a better decision maker, I think. Um, and you also have a better offensive line, I believe, this year. Yeah. Um, without Corum, that's going to be hard for them to beat such a good defense. But, I mean, I think, like, you've got athletes on both sides of the ball that, like, it's really anyone's ball game. I think. Yeah, I think – I think the biggest thing that's changed with Michigan is they're a little bit more – of a like dynamic offense this year with JJ McCarthy. Yeah. So I think they have a better chance against the Georgia defense because they're they can beat them in different ways. He's got a better arm than Cade. He's more he's a he's more mobile. And then on defense, they're they're I mean it's kinda hard to say they're improved, but they're still excellent again, but in a different way. They're not they don't have those like fast yeah. edge rushers last year like Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo, but they, they can stop the run. They've got really good corners, so I think they they definitely have a really yeah. good chance. It just depends on how effective they can be running the ball. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, those games are they're both the thirty first, right? New Year's Eve yes. day. Yeah, they're thirty first. So let's take a step back now. Let's talk about the conference championships before we get to our twelve team playoff segment. Just to kind of preface it. Yeah. Um. So, this la- this past weekend, uh, we had our Power 5 Conference Championships. We're kind of going to go through, uh, talk about each of those games, and then we'll move on. Um, but we saw Utah kind of crush USC. Yeah, that, was, that was the first game of the weekend. It was on Friday night. Uh, and USC got dismantled. Yeah. I, don't if, I don't know if you watched any of the game, but like USC just could not tackle. In the second half, I Caleb Williams got hurt, and that game, that game was done. Yeah. So, I mean, I love Caleb Williams, man, but he's a little corny, if I'm being completely honest. No, uh, really, the the the, <laughs> the fingernails thing is. Yeah. That I mean, like back to bite him. I I love the interview at the end of the game with um. Oh. Dalton Reisner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was like, "You can do whatever you want," but it was kind of like a scoreboard moment. Um, so 
yeah, I mean, everybody thought USC was going to come into this game and kind of just overpower them offensively, but that wasn't the case, and this just kind of destroyed USC's uh, playoff dreams. Yeah, everyone kind of expected Caleb Williams, he'd been trending in the right direction, to have like his Heisman moment, like the game that like yeah. sealed the deal for him, and it was just, it was not bad. Did not. Yeah. So, moving south, let's go Georgia-LSU SEC championship game. I mean, Georgia dominated, I think. Yeah, this I think this looks a lot closer than it was, which is kind of weird to say because they won by 30, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 20. 20? It was, it was 50 yeah. to 30? Yeah. Yeah. 30 points is kind of a lot to put up on the Georgia defense, but they they got out in front, and LSU, I think, put in their backup quarterback at one point. Yeah. So and that wasn't really surprising. LSU has had their ups and downs, and I think we all kind of expected this from Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then, I guess, moving into the ACC, uh, Clemson, UNC. Clemson handed it to UNC, yeah. uh, 30 to 10. Yeah, UNC, I, I feel like this was a game that really could have gone both ways because UNC has a terrible defense, but Clemson doesn't have a very good offense. And DJ Uyangale, yeah. like, yeah. he can't throw the ball. I think he get. Did, I don't even know if he played. I think they started Cade Klubnik. No, so he started, DJ started for the first two drives, and then they just subbed him out uh, for Klubnik for the rest of the game. But, I mean, this is Clemson's, I think, seventh ACC title in eight years, which is, yeah. I mean, just pure dominance. Yeah. Uh, it is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, um, but I, how many how – many t- they've won two titles in that time? Right, Deshaun, right, right, right. The, there was the Deshaun Watson one where he threw it to Hunter Renfro, and then there was Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, only two. I mean, it's just like they're not – that's, that's, that's good. impressive. Yeah, but they're not in the greatest football conference. No, it's it's not. But I mean, there's still like every year. There's always competitive teams in that conference, and it, the football's been getting better. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's I mean, not like I feel like if you put them in the SEC or something, they would be probably like equivalent to like LSU. Right. That makes sense. Um, the Big Twelve. Yeah. Talk about that. We yeah we already we talked about that a little bit. Um, yeah yeah yeah. TCU Kansas State. Kansas State. I mean, kind of made a statement here. Um, a little game-winning field goal for Kansas State. Uh, but really, like, this was a close one. I mean, TCU battled hard. Um, yeah. but really, like, this was their first. Like, I mean, they've played other teams, but this is their first major kind of test. And yeah, I mean. It was like a little bit disappointing um, for the air offense, despite Duggan going for 250 passing yards uh, and 100 rush yards. I mean, they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, Max Duggan kind of carried that entire team. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of a weird thing to say about Kansas State, but if you look at their schedule and like outside of they they had three losses. Yeah. But it was it was a loss to Tulane in week three. Yeah. A loss to. Tech TCU in week seven who they just beat and then a loss to Texas like two of those games they yeah. probably could have won and they they maybe could have had a shot at the the college football playoffs yeah no That's definitely kind of to say but they they were definitely yeah. overachieved this year and they were a really good team yeah uh and then last one Big Ten Michigan over Purdue big 
Yeah. Uh, but Purdue, Purdue only scored one touchdown. They right. Had like five field goals. Yeah. But yeah, Michigan just dominated the entire game. Yeah. I mean, they finished in the red zone, which has been a concern, I guess, earlier in the year. Uh, and without Corum, I mean, the past two weeks, they've been able to get it done on offense, which has been really a concern. Yeah. Um, people were really uh, – people were saying, like, oh, once Corum went down, they – like, oh, season's over. Right. I think they were forgetting how good Donovan Edwards was last yeah. year. Yeah. And I think he was still a five-star recruit, and he's argu- he's probably got a better – he's arguably more explosive than Quorum. He's definitely a little bit faster than him, so he can still definitely get the job done. Absolutely. So kind of looking into the future, a lot of people say that these conference championship games are unnecessary because if you look at the fact that OSU snuck into the college football playoff, uh, at the four seed without actually playing um, a conference championship game. I mean, I think people could say, like, that could have been USC spot if they didn't lose in their conference championship game. I'm wondering what you think about that. Yeah, I, I think it kind of makes sense. I think that the college football playoffs, almost in a way, they should they should be decided before conference championships. Yeah. You made that game for a reason, and now you're being punished if you lose that game. Like, look at yeah. USC. Like, USC had a great season, and they were rewarded by having the chance to play for a, a conference title. Yeah. But they were hurt by losing it, and it hurt them badly, and they bumped out the playoffs. So I just don't think they should be taken into consideration. Right. Either that, like they do them before, or – um, you add another week and everybody's playing this week um, yeah. to kind of try to get in because you can't really have this whole, like you're not going to play because you lost, like you should have to prove yourself. Yeah. Uh, like especially in OSU's pace. Ohio state shouldn't be rewarded by making the college playoffs by losing to Michigan. Like, I right. Exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to take our shot at trying to explain this 12-team bracket, um, the yeah. college football playoff is going to triple in size from four teams beginning in 24-25 season. Uh, basically, trying to explain this, it'll be a 12-team bracket featuring the six highest-ranked conference champions. These guys will automatically qualify. Then the next six highest-ranked teams, so it's your, like, your power five-ranked conference champions, and then a group five, uh, and then you've got your next six are just your highest ranked, like how it's always worked. So it's pretty much just going to be the, all the New Year's six teams, and it's going to be just combined into a bracket using those those games and those teams, or at least I, that's what I expect. Right. Um, the teams that would usually qualify for the college football playoffs will be receiving a first-round bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, what do, you, do, what do you think about this? I I mean, I think as a college football fan, I love it, right? I mean, you had the same four teams, basically like your Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, uh, make the college football playoff for like the past 10 years. Uh, and now, I mean, this adds a little bit of controversy. This adds a little bit of like March Madness-esque, like any these top teams, like, People can beat each other, um, and having to win 
three games to win the national championship or instead of like just your little semis and then one more. I mean, I think that's huge. And I think that'll really shake up the college football um, type of world. Yeah. Um, I, I saw a thing a few days ago. It was like, if, if they included a 12 team bracket since 1998, when I think the BCS era started, there would have been something like 70 plus teams that would have made it to a, a college football playoffs. So right. it definitely shakes things up and makes it more interesting. It also kind of allows for upsets. Right. Anything anything can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, and this also, like, let's look at USC. I mean, they struggled in their conference championship game and lost, but now they're not punished by missing mm-hmm. uh, the playoffs, right? Because yeah. they would be one of those top six. And yeah. then, Yeah. I, I think it'll also make it more entertaining and it kind of, as, as long as they get the, uh, the formatting right, I think it'll be more fun for college football fans. Right. I mean, it also like, I love it because it includes right. Some of your gr- a group five champion mm-hmm. um, this year, that would be two lane. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think it's just good for the sport, right? Like to getting two lane in there. Um, and then it just kind of expands the field. Um, so we don't have Nick Saban winning his 21st uh, NCAA championship in 2030. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's about all for cause football. Um, we hope that your college football team wins, the, whoever you want. Uh, and we will see you guys next time.